This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Breakups. Not only do they hurt so bad, they're not easy to overcome. But why? Why is it so difficult to get over breakups and move on? And what can we do about it? How do we get over a breakup? I'm Dashan Johan and this is Today I Learned. On the show with me today is Rosie Khalid. She's a counsellor. Welcome to the show, Rosie. How are you doing? Hi, not too bad, Dashan. All right, Rosie, before we get into some tips on how to overcome a breakup, why do breakups hurt so badly in the first place? I guess it's a form of grief. You know, because um, when you break up with someone, you lose something. Whether you're grieving from the, the the loss of familiarity or that source of validation or potential future, you know, with this person, depending on what the relationship meant to you. Lah. And um, sometimes breaking up could also be um, you're grieving for loss of time. Maybe you spent like 10 years with this person. Mm. And um, maybe you're grieving for the loss of time, especially if you wanted children, especially if um, you're a female, you know, and but you, you're worried about not being able to conceive in future. So you can feel that you're grieving for that loss of time. Or it could also be um, if the relationship is very unmatched, you know, your identities are very fused together. So breaking up means you're losing that self-identity. You're mm. losing that part of yourself. You know, sometimes you have this thing. People say, oh, I'm nothing without you, you know. Right. And um, other times it could be maybe self-confidence, your self-confidence affected. You know, so maybe you have this thought about, okay, so I got dumped, you know, someone uh, broke up with me. That means it's true. I'm unlovable. I'm not good enough. So it kind of triggers that core belief that it's already there. So essentially, it's not about the other person. It's about your own personal narratives that you have of yourself. So it's very important to understand the root of the pain. Like, why is it so painful? Yeah. Okay, and so mm. with that in mind, what can we do about it? Because most of us go through it, even mm. the the most pragmatic of us, um, you know, the, the most logical of us, it's, it's really difficult, right? Most people find breakups very challenging and, and very sad and all of that. But what can we do about it? Perhaps you can um, provide some key things to um, so for people to sort of think about or keep at the back of their head when they're going through a breakup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you use the word rational there, mm. Darshan. In my, in my experience uh, working with people, sometimes the most rational people don't really want to acknowledge their feelings. Because right. rationally, they're thinking, it wasn't worth my time. I deserve better. Rationally, you know those, um, those you know, facts, mm-hmm. right? And by right, rationally, you're telling yourself, I should just get over it, you know? But sometimes what you're doing there is you're dismissing whatever you're truly feeling. You are not allowing yourself to feel the range of emotions that you're feeling, acknowledge the feelings, and what you're doing there is you're suppressing them. So what happens when you suppress them basically is you postponing those emotions and somehow in future it might just come up again and it might just come out like tenfold, you know. Um, So I think definitely the first thing that you need to do is allowing yourself 
giving ourselves that permission to feel whatever they are feeling and being being really honest with yourself about your feelings. And one thing that you have to remember is that breakup is a form of grief, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at stages of grief, there are these five different stages from denial to anger, depression, bargaining, and then acceptance. So essentially, we want to move towards acceptance, being right. able to accept that this happened, being able to accept that we're not going back. So usually when, when you have thoughts about, okay, I want to go back to this person, maybe he will change, maybe she will change, maybe things will get better. Uh, that's you bargaining. Lah. Mm. So... Yeah, and, and, and what that does is you may, you know, um, get over the breakup later, you know. Right. So I think understanding that, that there is this grieving stages and you can go back and forth, back and forth, you know, before you finally accept it. Um, but of course, we also want to try to find ways to express yourself in a more healthy manner. You know, sometimes people break up, uh, they go uh, yum chai, they go <laughs> drinking, try and get over it. Those are really good temporary relief. Right. Means it's a good distraction, right? But does it solve whatever that you are really feeling? Are you really trying to nurse that wound? Uh, not really, because it's just a form of distraction. But it can help by being with people. Right, so you are not thinking too much about it. So, to a certain extent, it can be helpful, but it doesn't take away everything, lah. Yeah, you wrote a number of interesting things there, right? And one of it was um, how, you know, people tend to always, um, let's say, even if you you're going through this phase where your relationship has sort of faded, and or you um, something happened, perhaps uh, one person cheated on another, or so on and so forth, and and you know you are like, okay, I want to break up with this person, it's not worth it anymore, and so on and so forth, and then you 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 break up with the person, but then immediately you want to get back together with that person again, you know, maybe one or two days later. Uh, why do we, why exactly do we feel this way? What's going through our minds like psychologically? What's like all these sort of contradicting things that are going through our mind at that time? Yeah, yeah. So this is what we were talking about, the mm-hmm. rational mind and then the feelings. Ah. Sometimes they are very incongruent, right? right? So rationally, you know, it's A, but Feelings-wise, it's B. What's going on there? So it's more important that you listen to your feelings, trying to to hear what does it want or what is it looking for, right? Uh, so sometimes these things, they operate on a very subconscious level. You don't even know what's going on. Like like rationally, you know, this person is not good for you, but do I, why do I right. keep going back, right? Um, and sometimes this depends on the meaning of that relationship, what the other person um, gives to you, you know, um, sometimes I feel that it's not about the attachment to the person, but it's the attachment to what the person can give, whether it's a feeling of home, whether it's a sense of security, familiarity, or if I grew up in a family where this is how love is, then this is also what I think love is like in this relationship with this person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that is very deeply embedded in a person's subconscious mind, you see. So which is why sometimes if you see that that if you grow up in a home that's very abusive and you can see this pattern where the person also gets into a relationship with another abusive partner because that's what they understand home to be, right, or love to be. And, and so that's that. And uh, sometimes you feel that, you know, 
I'll never get over this. I never get over this breakup. I think the question here is, do you want to get over this breakup? Or are you comfortable being in this narrative, you know? And maybe you're comfortable being in this narrative because you don't have to let go of it. You don't have to let go of that relationship, you know? It's um, something like you're holding on to it because it's the only thing that's left, right? So which is why it's hard to let go. You'd rather be in this limbo, you know, mm. I'll never get over it, but it's still there, you right. know? And um, I don't know if you watch Twilight, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I've also read the books. I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Bella mentioned something along the lines of, you know, the pain um, is, is a reminder that what we have is real, you know, something like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm quoting Twilight here, mm-hmm. right? I never expected that a Twilight quote will make it on the show when we started recording. Yeah, but, but more importantly is right. uh, you need to understand the root of your pain. Right. Where is this coming from? When when people just break up, right, they, they tend to feel, uh, not everyone, but a lot of people tend to feel um, lonely and they feel a, a lack of emotional support, you know, perhaps because they, you know, spent a lot of time that their emotional support, their biggest emotional support, the person they could be vulnerable with um, has now, uh, is not part of their lives anymore. So what do you do in the, in the aftermath of a breakup where you start to feel lonely and, and lack that emotional support that you need? Mm-hmm. Um, I think firstly, definitely having a support system is very important. Now. So if you can reach out to people, that'd be great. If they are not available, then I think the next thing to do is focusing more on yourself, focusing on practicing self-love, self-compassion. And like I said, um, breaking up means that you're also losing that part of yourself, right? That you're grieving for that part of yourself that's no longer there. So I think it's about rebuilding that sense of self, trying to figure out what um, you like doing or something new that you enjoy doing, keeping yourself occupied with it. Um, But yeah, I mean, how do I show love to myself? That is something that I often ask people, you know, because we're so busy every day, day in and day out. We're just doing things. Um, We don't really talk about how do I love myself, you know, not in a narcissistic way. Right, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Mm. And, you know, but on that flip side, right, um, while people feel lonely after a breakup, people also tend to want to be alone. Um, you know, and on the one side, you're, you're feeling this sense of loneliness and sense of um, lack of emotional support. On the other side of the same coin, you want to be alone or be left alone to, their, to, 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 to your own thoughts, um, you know, just hide in your cave, um, you know, listen to emo music in your bedroom for hours and hours and hours, you know, and things like that. Oh, why do we um, feel this way, number one? And also, should we do this? Um, should we be in our room alone with our thoughts or should we like you um, you, uh, you know or should we sort of um, go out um, you know lay out with our friends um, hang out with our family and, and things like that or, or, or is it sort of like a balance that we need to strike mm-hmm. oh, definitely balance definitely you know support system is very important because we're all emotional social beings if you put a, a man on an island isolated all by himself you can go pretty crazy, you know, because you need that emotional connection. You need that human connection. So support system is important. But the question is whether the support system is useful is also another thing. 
right? Whether I can truly be myself with this support system that I have. But if I'm the type that um, I feel like I can't be weak in front of them, then, you know, that's why I'd rather be in my own room. Lah. Right. Because, you know, following this thought, right, it's just so very tiring to put up a strong front in front of people every time. Right. Or sometimes you just... You just don't want to answer certain questions or you don't want to talk about the breakup, you know. Um, so it really depends on the support system. And, um, you know, another thing would be family, right? Family support system and talking about parents, for example. Um, sometimes our parents can say things, you know, they come from a good place. But but you hearing it, it's like, huh? You know, sometimes right. mom will probably go like, are you why did you leave him? You know, he was such a great guy. And you don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to hear the that. Worst <laughs> the worst timing ever. The worst timing. But they all come from a, right. from a good place, you know, from a place of love. And, and of course, it's it's um, um, they care for you, but then they're showing in a very different way. So, um, so I guess having balance and knowing whether this support system is useful for you. And maybe sometimes you just need, like you said, listening to emo music, right, Dashran? Maybe they just want to feel, they just want to be with themselves right. and that's fine. But be mindful. Sometimes this could also reflect one of the depressive symptoms, isolating yourself. Um, so if you feel you have other symptoms like lack of motivation, no drive, loss of interest. If I used to play futsal, I don't play futsal anymore. Um, sometimes maybe I have difficulty sleeping or I'm sleeping too much. I'm sleeping throughout the whole day. Those can be signs of depression. So we want to be mindful. Um, so if you have friends who, who are isolating themselves after a breakup, you probably want to check in with them to see how they are doing. Right. How do you practice um, self-love or show kindness towards yourself in a time where, um, you know, you are probably feeling um, your lowest? Um, a lot of people may feel like the relationship yeah. is your, you know, their fault um, or, you know, bl- there's a lot of blaming, um, self-blame going on. There's, a, you know, why oh, what if I was better, this person wouldn't have uh, cheated on me, for example. Uh, you know, you, am I good enough? Uh, will I ever find love, uh, love again? Uh, these are all the things mm-hmm. that, that goes through people's mind, right, Rosie? Um, how do you, in mm-hmm. these situations, um, you know, practice self-love and, and show kindness towards yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's interesting, Dashran, that you mentioned sometimes they blame themselves. Right? If I'm better, if I'm prettier, if I have more money, uh-huh. maybe people won't, won't leave me. So I think sometimes, sometimes um, people tend to flip through these pages trying to see what happened, what went wrong, what did I do wrong? And this really affected like their confidence and stuff, right? So... Um, self-love would be looking at yourself and trying to see what you need. And what you need is definitely not blaming yourself. What you need is understanding what you have already done and how you can love yourself instead of of um, trying to depend on someone else to give yourself that love, you know. And often... Um, when it comes to relationship that's too enmeshed, you know, where the identities fuse together, self-love would be really rebuilding yourself, trying to see what you like instead of saying, 
thinking about what the other person likes, what the other person wants to do. You know, just thinking about what you want to do, what you want to do this weekend, what brings joy to you. Or I think it's a bit hard lah, to, to, to feel that joy <laughs> <laughs> at your lowest point. Um, but it can be what will make you feel better. Lah. Right. Whether getting... Um, a bath, a bath bomb, <laughs> you know, right. and uh, have a staycation, and that's me uh, pampering myself. Um, you know, I think it's really depends on the person. Or maybe I just want to take up a new book, and I love reading, and get myself lost in this other world, or get a self help book right. <laughs> as a form of <laughs> self love. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on different people. Really depends. All right, we do need to go for a very quick break. On the show with me today is Rosie Khalid. She's a counsellor. After the break, I ask her, when is the right time to put yourself out there again? I mean, we all have gone through breakups and the moment we go through breakups, our friends come to us and say, hey, you know, get your phone out, um, download all the date, all the dating apps and, you know, you'll, you'll distract yourself. Uh, it'll make you feel better. It'll be a good confidence and ego boost. Um, but... You know, where, when is the healthy uh, or right time for you to do that? Um, we'll explore that when we come back on Today I Learned, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Today I Learned. I'm Dashran Johan and on the show with me today is Rosie Khalid. She's a counsellor and we're discussing breakups. Uh, more specifically, how to get over a breakup. Um, so Rosie, now you know. Just just now, I said I wasn't ashamed to admit that. You know, I read Twilight. I, uh, you know, I watch the movies and all of that. Now, here's another thing that I think many of us are guilty of. I certainly have been guilty of myself, and that is when we break up, we want to check our ex um, social media page. We want to go on their Instagram, their Facebook, see what's going on. Are they happy? Are yeah. they celebrating with their friends? Are they going out with a new guy or a new girl? You know, like things like that. Do they have uh, a new partner already? Um, why, yeah. why, why do we keep doing this? Why do we want to, you know, check our ex-social media pages and whatnot? Um, and why yeah. do we feel better if it appears that they are suffering or they don't have a new partner <laughs> and things like that. Oh, why do we feel this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I hear people say if, if, if the ex is not in pain, then was the relationship even real? In my sessions with my clients, I ask them, you know, what does it mean if they're in pain? What does it mean if they're not in pain? They say, um, well, if they are in pain, then, then what we had was real, then it wasn't a lie, and then this person loved me. So it depends on the meaning attached to, to whether, you know, what was what does it mean if the person's in pain? Um, but more importantly is this, we check our access social media and try and see if they're living a good life or a bad life, because we want to believe that no one can replace us. Right. We want that feeling that we are special or that we were special to that person. And sometimes maybe to a certain extent, we want to remain special. So what this is, is just you wanting affirmation. You wanting affirmation, something that tells you that you are special to this person. You meant a lot to this person. Um, so I think it's really affirmation. But it can be very self-destructive too. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> what if you see something that you don't want, right? Right. And then you get even, because you're, you're hoping you go on the social media pages and you see that, oh, yeah. you know, they are posting emo quotes and, oh, okay, they are also in pain. We are in pain together. <laughs> but what if you go on the social media page and they, are, they have already found someone else, you know, they are happy in their new relationship and that can hurt you even more, right? Absolutely. I think that's a very self-destructive thing to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but I think yeah. that is also maybe you not being able to accept the, accept the breakup yet. So maybe you're looking at, you know, is there a way to go back to this person? Is there hope, you know? Um, you still don't want to let go. Hmm. Is moving on quickly a bad thing? Because like you just mentioned, um, mm. and I think a lot of people tend to feel this way subconsciously and all. It's this idea that, oh, if they, if uh, my ex moved on, if they already have a new boyfriend, a new girlfriend, so on and so forth, it's, it's oh, is our relationship, uh, was it even real? Oh, I, uh, mm-hmm. it's so obvious they didn't love me as much as I loved them. You know, all these thoughts uh, come into uh, a lot of people's minds, right? But, on the mm-hmm. flip side, to that person who, you know, after the breakup, they have moved on. Uh, maybe maybe after three weeks, you know, even, or, or something like that. Uh, whatever the time may be. Um, is that a bad thing? Not at all, really. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Uh, in my opinion, people are very different in how they handle their pain and emotional struggles. Um, so I think not at all. And sometimes even before the breakup, people are already prepared to leave. <laughs> so they're emotionally ready right. to say, okay, I'm going to leave this relationship. That, But they're not, they've not broken up that person yet, right? Um, so maybe there's that too. But I think it's not a bad thing if you're able to move on quickly. Just need to make sure that you're not suppressing or numbing any feelings. You know, and making sure that the next person that you are with is not a rebound, right? So I think the question you should be asking yourself is, is this the right thing for you right. in another relationship? You know, because sometimes uh, certain people, they have this continuous stream of relationships, just never end without a break, you know? Um, so you want to explore then, like, what do these relationships mean to you? And why do you have like this difficulty being single? Right, so you need to be careful if you are the type that has like string of relationships and it's hard for you to be alone. And what does that mean? Okay, so ask yourself: Is this the right thing for you? Ask yourself: Do you need this now? And if you do, why? Why do you need this relationship? Okay, mm. and um, you, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's about it. Right. Mm. And when when would you advise? Um, when do you think is the right time mm. for people to put themselves out there again? Because when you a lot of times, especially these days, right? Um, when 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 mm-hmm. when you break up with someone, immediately you're you're you know yum chaying with your friends and all of that, and your friends is like, okay, get out, take your phone out, take your phone out, and they download all the dating apps on the phone, and they're like, okay, don't need to be sad, you know, like just go on the, uh, you know, you can go on the apps, you know, and and all of that, and and, and your friends obviously they are they're coming from a place of of good right they are, they are like trying to yeah. distract you they are like saying like okay don't be sad it's okay it's not the end of the world um, plenty of fish in the sea and all these kinds of, um, of lines <laughs> that all of us have heard before um, but is that healthy um, like you know you just break up and then you get on a dating app um, or is there no right or wrong answer how do you um, what would your advice be in this 
I think there's no right or wrong here, Darshan, <laughs> because different people, again, different pains, you know, and they attach different meaning to that relationship. Maybe that relationship was just a fling. Maybe there was no emotional investment in that relationship. So if that is the case, then no big issue for the person to move on and find another person. So, um, but I think ask yourself why why are you doing that what are you looking for you know whether you're looking for a rebound maybe you don't want to feel that pain you want a distraction you know and the thing about going for distraction right it can be very tempting because it's, it's nice you know not thinking about the pain um, but then that can also lead to a lot more pain <laughs> right yeah. Right. Okay. Because, because you you're gonna start comparing like this person is not like my ex or this person um you know why this this person is not it's not like how he used to be and you're gonna compare all that it's very unhealthy for that relationship. Right. Yeah. So what you're trying to say is like it's not so much about when you get on the apps or when you move on or when yeah. you find another relationship, but why you're doing that and it's important to explore the why yeah. because if you're legitimately you're moved on you're happy you're in a good place um, even if it's after a yeah. week or two weeks then getting on the apps uh, or whatever and trying to you know put yourself up out there on the market as they say or whatever you know and, and try and uh, find a new partner and whatnot is fine but if you're doing that um, because you're like oh you're feeling really sad and you want to you know just distract yourself or just like an ego boost then it could mm-hmm. be something very self-destructive right? Yes, that and also if you feel lonely and mm. you need someone, you need a companion, right? So I think what that does is not allowing you that space and time for you to reflect on yourself, giving yourself that self-love, understanding what you need, how you can provide yourself what you need. So you're depending on other people to fill in that void. And like drugs, like, you know, you just keep being dependent on it. Um, but essentially, the void will still be there right. if you don't look after it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, something else um, interesting that I've come across is this idea of seeking new experiences. Um, how important do you think uh, are seeking new experiences um, during the grieving process? And, and what I mean by this is perhaps I'm someone who has never cooked in my life. And then, um, mm. you know, now I start cooking. Uh, someone who I've never done pottery, um, you know, in my life. Um, and then now, because I broke up and then I ex- start exploring pottery or, you know, doing all sorts of things, um, skydiving and, and, and backpacking mm-hmm. solo and all these things. Are these um, healthy ways to sort of um, um, go through the grieving process? Absolutely. I mean, for as long as you're doing, you're not doing pottery uh, every day, 24 hours a day and, <laughs> and losing sleep and eat, it's perfectly fine, you know. Sometimes I know people uh, cut their hair, have a new color uh, after a breakup, make them feel better, you know. These are great stuff because you're coping with it. These are your coping strategies, you know. Um, even when it comes to seeking new experiences, what that does is it opens up opportunity for you to figure out what you actually like. Maybe when you were in that relationship, you didn't have that freedom to explore yourself and your interests. So this would be a great opportunity for you to learn more about yourself. And uh, maybe, you know, you will find such great joy cooking for the first time, you know. 
maybe you get into master chef also you're so good talented <laughs> never found this talent before <laughs> right yeah. so i would say yes but it depends on people also some people are not really into new stuff it gives them so much anxiety um so it depends on what works for you and how important is reflecting um on your on your past relationships on the mistakes that you have done on the mistakes that mm. your partner has done um, what Uh, you know things that you didn't know you you may have a problem with but then in through this relationship you learn that oh these are the things that you have a problem with and and all of that are these things that should be sort of um, thought about during the grieving process or is that something you sort of just put aside and say you know I'll figure that those things out later I think it will be helpful. I mean, it depends on when you want to do it, whether it's after the breakup immediately or you take your time to think about it whenever you feel a bit more stable emotionally. Depending, um, it really depends, you know. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter when you do it, but for as long as you do it, it can be very helpful, especially for the next uh, relationship that you're going to have. Because I feel that there's always something to learn in every relationship, and I always feel that there are no two relationships; they are the same. Um, and and sometimes you know you grow from these breakups. You grow. You become a different person, or you learn and um, you feel that okay, this isn't me, or this is me. You learn more about yourself too. So it's actually a great opportunity for you to grow. Yeah. And um, but for as long as you reflect on it, lah. If not, the same pattern will happen again. So if you right. work with couples or individuals. Sometimes you ask them, you know, has this ever happened in the past before? And then sometimes they will say, yeah, actually. And that's when they realize, oh, okay. So right. there's some repeated pattern here. So reflection is great uh, for you to have that self awareness for you to break that cycle. Mm. And earlier, you know, we talked about self love a little bit. Um, I, I'm wondering if exercising um falls into this category of self love because I've experienced some mm. um, difficult um situations when it comes to relationship or you know maybe you're super mm. anxious and you're not sure how to tell tell your partner or whether you're waiting for some kind of response or and it's in your brain you're you're just like oh my god it's the end of the world and all of these things. But then I go and play a game game of futsal for example and. After that, like immediately, I feel like oh, refreshed. I'm a new person. Yeah, um, you know, it it feels feels good. Like like okay, let's let's handle this. This is just another problem. Uh, we can tackle tackle it yeah. slowly. Um, is that a, a a sort of thing that people should consider doing, like exercising and all of that? Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, because even exercising helps with depression. Right. And 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 exercising is. One of the most underrated um, antidepressant, you know, because people always go to other things that they think is more effective. But no research again and again and again says that working out helps. But if you work out once a month, uh, <laughs> the frequency of that, you know, may not be right. so um, effective, lah. Um, and what what working out or exercising or futsal or whatever does is. It also increases these happy hormones that you have, right. you know. So biologically, you are changing when you are working out, and psychologically, when you exercise, it makes you feel good too. You get this confident boost, you know, mm-hmm. because especially with certain breakups where you feel like your confidence is affected, working out and looking better, and you, you know, feeling fitter and stronger, it will boost up that confidence. 
Yeah, so I would definitely say yes, go for it. And it's also a good platform for you to express all those feelings. You know, you're very angry, get on the treadmill, go running, the right. all, you know. <laughs> it's a good way of expressing yourself. Right. But if you play futsal, don't go and kick the person. It's <laughs> <or> <laughs> violence, not expressing yourself. Yeah. All right. Um, this has been a very lovely conversation, um, Rosie. As we wrap the conversation up, uh, do you have any final thoughts or a final message on getting over breakups? Mm. Mm. I feel that the most powerful strategy is to be there for yourself and self-love, you know. Uh, but again, not in a, a narcissistic way. Uh, but um, I feel that the most powerful strategy is really you being there for yourself because no matter if you have like 100,000 friends that's trying to be there and say, it's okay, if you are not there for yourself, it's not going to cut it. Lah. So, yeah, I think self-love is definitely important. Mm. On that note, thank you so much for joining me today, Rosie. No worries, Dashran. That was Rosie Khaled. She's a counsellor and we were talking about how to get over breakups. If you missed any part of the show, you can check out the podcast on the BFM app, bfm.my, Spotify, or pretty much wherever you get your podcast from. You just have to search Today I Learned Podcast. I'm Dashran Johan and this has been Today I Learned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.